A.K.A. Diddy Quarantino, A.K.A. NBA Youngboy, A.K.A. December's very own, A.K.A. him over there, A.K.A. the one true king of the North, A.K.A. your your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, A.K.A. I'm still him. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, A.K.A. your favorite little shit talker. AKA that bundled up badass. AKA, excuse me, I started to choke on a bacon bit, y'all. My bad. <laughs> AKA that suit wearing city girl. AKA Mrs. Inside Job. AKA Miss Mama's the Shot Caller. And, a- and finally, but most importantly, that little baby who's got it all figured out. Calvin, how you been? Well, I am currently um, fighting and winning against jet lag. Um, okay. Because I spent the weekend in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Baby, you don't need more. Because I was recently in Vegas a couple weeks ago, too. And it was one of those phone down weekends, which I don't get too often, so God be good. But baby, when I tell you, you do not need more than 48 hours in Vegas, you don't need more. Than 24 hours in Vegas. So, so we went, you know, celebrate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, beloved's friend's birthday, right? Okay. So, and it was, it was, it was also his big, big 30th birthday, you know, burp, Sagittarius, burp, burp, burp. you know, Sagittarius gang and all that shit. It's very um, few and far in between how many Sagittariuses I actually like. And it's more, I typically like Sagittarius women. Like Sagittarius women are just go-getters, they're grinders, and they're myopic in a very, like, it all depends on me way. Sagittarius men think the world, think the world revolves around them. See, I actually have the opposite experience. Like, Sagittarius women, oh boy, you, you, you want to talk about, like, Princess and P behavior, where like the littlest shit would just just becomes a big ass deal for them. It is a big ass fucking deal. But the one thing I respect about Sagittarius women is that they're not blowing shit out of proportion. Niggas don't take them serious enough. And so, oh, I, dis- I disagree wholeheartedly. I, the Sagittarius, oh, excuse me, the Sagittarius women that I have had the fortune or misfortune to come across off have all blown some shit way out of proportion. And what's crazy is that I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. And I'm the far be it from me to defend Sagittarius, but terrorizing the city since God knows when. The Sagittarius man I dated, he used to be very much so like if I was having a bad day, he would have to have a worse day. If I needed a minute to vent, he needed it was, an hour. He needed an hour. Like if I needed him to just like love Alex and Alex love language. He would find a way to make my shit. Not that you don't pour on or into your partner, right? But he just had this very interesting way of making my pro- like my problems about him. Like, oh yeah, you just need a nigga like me to fix it. No, nigga, I need a nigga like me. I need a nigga like me to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like fix my own shit. He's not that he was never the kind of problem person that I was just allowed to have a bad day with. See, that's my experience with Sagittarius women. Like, nigga, damn. Like, but like, like the the couple of the Sagittarius men I know, like, and mind you, I'm not known with them romantically, so I can't, you know what I'm saying? But as friends, solid, solid niggas, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it'll be a little dramatic, but solid niggas, you know, generally speaking on a platonic level, so I can't speak on them in a romantic level. Sagittarius women I knew sound just like that nigga. Sound like Mm -hmm. a, just, just like a, uh, like just on some like, uh, yeah, I know I made you mad, but like. How dare you be mad at me? Now I'm mad at you for being mad at me. So fix it. You're like, whoa, 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 Miss Miss Mamas. 
No. No, like, or, you know what, Viva? Sagittarius women are the type of women, if you're angry at them, they'll send, like, titty pictures of an apology. And we'll talk on that later. But, but very bad type of woman. You still mad at me? Yes, motherfucker. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not a caveman. Titties ain't just gonna make me forget the reason why I'm mad at you. I'm not gonna lie. When, well, of course, you know, we can actually touch on this right now if you want to. Titties are not an apology. Sending me, if I tell you that I'm sad, send me $1,000, not your dick. Like, go ahead and do that. <laughs> you know what? If you, if you want to send titties as an apology, make sure it comes with an actual apology attached. If you send accountability, accountability and some titties, accountability, cool. We can work with accountability, but you just going to send titty and not actually take ownership of why I'm mad at you? No, get the fuck out of here. No, no. And See, also, one so, of my so, boyfriends got it right. He knew he had fucked up with me. And honestly, it's it's kind of hard to get on Auntie Alex's shit list because I don't really stay mad at shit for too long. I understand that I am sensitive. I am sensitive as hell. It is me, Alex, a sensitive bitch. That does not bother me. What bothers me is that when I actually say that something is bothering me and I voice it to you, and you blow me off or you try to make me feel like my emotions or the way that I'm feeling is just insignificant or not that big a deal, not that big a deal will piss me off because it is a big deal. I wouldn't have said shit if it wasn't. I'm not the kind of person, <laughs> ironically, I have a podcast, but I'm not the kind of person who likes to hear herself talk. So if I'm telling you that something is irritating me, it's become it's come to a point where I can no longer dismiss it anymore. I'm telling you. Because it wasn't a one-off situation. We're going, we're creating habits that are going to lead to you mistreating me or mishandling me because I'm not telling you how to handle me. And then we're going to have a bigger monster because I guarantee I'm going to start biting instead of barking. So I look at it like this, right? You know, I, you can't heal what you don't reveal. And so I'm big on like, if something's bothering you, if something, if something that I'm doing is bothering you, I would like to know, right? And and sometimes you may not be ready to tell me, which is fine. You got to make sure that you're not tripping, which is, I understand that, right? Because I also understand that if you blew up on me on every single thing, and then like hours later or days later, try to like, you know, reel it back in, that would also get super annoying. But so, so once you tell me, cool, like if I care about you and if it's something I can fix, I'll fix it. I'll remedy it. I'll do what I can, right? Because you, you you brought it up. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain things, okay, cool. Like, so I understand, like, if I bring it up, cool. But I also think sometimes it's how we bring things up. Because it's like, you, I may not know something. So, so like, you may believe it's a big deal. I may believe, believe it's not a big deal. And both of us are right. Does that make sense? Where it's like, so it's like, hey, this affects you. And so because it affects you, if I care about you, I'm going to try to do what I can to affect you. Especially if you tell me it's a big deal that's, that's affecting you. If it's, if it's something where it's brought up, but it's not brought up in a way that's like signifies the importance, then some, sometimes I'm like, okay, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me try, let me try on something. Let me try something different here, whatever the case may be. So again, I again. Cliche as always comes back to communication. This is, we all have our deal breakers, our bit, you know what I'm saying, all of that shit. If it comes to something where you're telling me, I'm gonna at least try to understand it. Um, if it's something that I can fix, I can fix it. If something I can't fix, then we gotta have another, another conversation, you know. Yeah. But but that all comes back down to like, you know, I don't like there's a time and a place for like sexual comments and, and sexual innuendos and all that shit, right. And if I'm expressing my emotions to you, if I'm mad, if I'm sad, I'm depressed or whatever, and you just be like, want to see some titties? Like, that's going to, I might block you to be a honey. And I'm, I'm not blocking you because you're not fine, you, your titties ain't pretty, whatever, but it's like, you think I'm a joke. You know what I mean? Because like, like, I don't feel like you take me seriously if you think titties solves me being in an oppressive state. Or me being angry at something that you did. Or me just having a really fucked up day. If you think just titties solves that, you think I'm a joke. And I can't be with you if you think I'm a joke. 
you know what? Or some people think that, not even that think they, that it's funny, but they think they're speaking your language. Like, I know he likes my titties. Maybe if I make him laugh. Or not even that, but like, sometimes people get your sense of humor wrong, right? And this is one of those things where you just have to teach people how to treat you. Hey, baby, now you know you got some beautiful ass titties, but I kind of need your listening ear right now. I'm going to get back to your titties later, though. You know what I'm so, saying? There's, so, there's uh, a so, soft okay. way to check that. So, okay. So, and I think, you know, I'm a believer that you try anything twice and then, and then, and then you give, and then you give everybody one mulligan, right? Like, cause you don't know, right? You, you know what I'm saying? You could, we've all misread rooms. We've all misread situations before. No one's perfect, present company included. So like, Hey, like you said, like, babe, like, babe, I really just needed you to, I need you to listen. Or like, I didn't necessarily need that right now. I, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I didn't, didn't necessarily need that right now. Here, I needed some, something more along the lines of whatever you need. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Here, you try, to, you try to show grace to people because ain't no one batting a thousand on this whole life shit, right? But it's also, it's like, and I, I have to kind of check myself because I feel like I'm not the type of person, and this is me, I'm not the type of person that portrays like, I'm such a, how do I say this? Right. I'm super hyper, I'm so hypersexual that sex can solve any and every issue, right? I you try not what? to portray myself as that. I let's, try not to portray let's, let's park the car right there because you just said something. And that's important. That's boom. Especially as a man. Men are taught to be hypersexual. Oh, so I've learned something. And I hate to say that like, I hate to say women don't own their sexuality in this, but owning, but it is true that women in sexuality is very much so a 20th century, 21st century concept. Women being this openly expressive about their sexuality is still fairly new. And not only just being liberal with their sexuality, but protecting it and recognizing it and taking ownership of it is something a very, like, Real the realization and actualization is what I'm talking about. Realizing it, of course, right? But the actualization of what that revolution looks like, especially for black women, because black women have been hypersexualized from the dawn of time. So as a black woman saying that no, I take ownership of my sexuality. If I'm gonna be a hoe, that's a choice. I wasn't traumatized into this shit. I saw dick, I like it, I'm gonna eat a coochie. You know what I'm saying? Like not that's trauma being traumatized in the hypersexualized sexualization isn't always the case for everybody. So I don't want to make that blanket statement, but there is some truth or some exploration that could be had into the way men are taught about sex and absolutely the effects of women, like the experiences and the differences there. So what you just said was actually profound as shit because it's a realization and, and it's the maturity of how men who have the same logic or thought process as that. Look at sex. Like, no, my nigga, like, yeah, coochie's cool, but I kind of need to let this out, get this off my chest. And a lot of men be like, no, I'll just fuck it away. It's fine. And, and so I, I, I look at As a at woman it. who's been on the, like, receiving end of that, you know, just in my own exploration and in learning and growing, I realized that, yeah, sometimes because I knew that that's probably where we were going to end up anyway, I skipped over the part where you probably needed some emotional support and I didn't know what that need looked like coming from a man. I like, and that's a short, and I'll, I'll be honest, that's a shortcoming that I've, that I spent my twenties realizing that like, okay, I know how men have treated me. I know how I've been handled both in good and bad ways. I've had some beautiful experiences with love. And I know we talk a lot about like heartbreak and disappointment, but I have gotten the, the pleasure of experiencing some incredible men, incredible men. And it didn't work out for whatever reasons it wasn't supposed to, because I think we are both living very great lives. We go through our shit. And honestly, the majority of like boyfriends or men that I've got to encounter, if they called me today, we'd probably spend an hour on the phone. Key fucking can. I don't fall out with my exes like that. We realize what it is. And like, move forward. Now I'm not saying I haven't because there's some niggas, bro. Like you don't ever do not talk to me. And it's not because I hate you. It's not because I'm still mad. It's just not a good idea. There are some men that have put me in some positions that I'm just like, dog, 
you lucky I can't raise my son behind jail. Behind bars, excuse me. I can't go to jail for this shit. Because you need your ass beat. And no more than I can go to jail, my brothers ain't going to sit in jail either. I'm not going to let it happen. So I'm going to let this go for the both of us. Because there's a couple niggas that I should have been like, fuck that nigga. That wasn't my job, though. And I can firmly say, without a shadow of a doubt, that universe don't fucking play about me. So it's one thing if mistakes, if I got hurt and the commissions of mistakes being made because niggas is human, but it's another thing if you go out of your way to be deliberately hurtful and deliberately fucked up and doing shit because you know it fucking bothers me. Oh, them niggas? Hell gonna be hot. Or some of the abusive situations that I was put in. Or stayed in. Yeah, some of you niggas are not gonna touch heaven. If I have a say so. So it's like I as a man and as a woman in my walking journey and figuring some of that shit out, I've realized that like that's a very mature place to be. That's a very healed place to be. Like I need to talk and sexing this away is not going to make me feel closer to you or validate what I need from you. Cause honestly, truth be told, a couple things. One, one thing I I mean I, I can speak for myself. Sex is often like at this point mental, bro. Like if I'm not in a super good headspace, like it, I'm not gonna give you the, <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I'm not gonna reach that standard that you may expect from me because like my mind's not in it. My heart, not even like my mind's. I'm like I'm not here mentally, right? Because I'm still fucked up about whatever the fuck, or I'm still I'm stressed out about this shit, whatever. But secondly, and I realized it, I remember, you know what I'm saying, like way back in the day, um, you know what I'm saying, but before Beloved, like somebody, I was talking with somebody and it was like, it's so refreshing to not have somebody ask for news within the first like four minutes of a conversation. And I'm like, damn, niggas really be doing that to y'all? Yeah, dog. <laughs> and so, because and, I was just like, fam, like in my whole head, like I want to establish a level of like communication of, it's going to sound real corny, but fuck it. The friendship first, like I'm not even saying we, like we may know we want to fuck from the jump, but I need to know if I can talk to you when my dick ain't in you. Does that make sense? And so if I can't figure out if I, if we don't have like you want my truth or my truth. <laughs> so okay, so how about me? So 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 here, here, here's my viewpoint, and here we can and, and, and here we can and we can we can go from there, right? Yes, there's physical attraction from the jump, right? Like I, my, my eyes work. I got four of them most, so I can know that you attractive off, off, off the dribble, right? But I'm a, I'm not gonna just go in head first if we're actively like talking. Like this ain't, I'm just shooting at you in the club. Like, sup, baby? Let me take you out to dinner. Like I'm, if it's, if it's like we're talking, if it's like every time I feel like we're just not like, you're, like. It's not working. It, it like dings a point. You know, I mean? like you may start with ten, but if I feel like we pulling teeth out, nigga, like you get points ding for that shit, nigga. And also, I'm not. I I don't even ask for news. I treat news the way women treat flowers. Like I don't want to ask for them. I just want you to send them because you want to. Like so, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, huh, huh, what the shit is. Like I'm just not. That's just not my mental, bro. That's it's, it hasn't been my mental for a very long time. So I think for me, um, sex is whatever the fuck I want it to be. And sometimes, like, you just want your back blown out. <laughs> there are some times where, and I'm 30. <laughs> so, you know, um, if you know, you know. But, like, sometimes I may not want to do any talking. And I'm a very, I have to accept the fact that I'm a very aggressive person. I'm very aggressive. And like sometimes like, yeah, some talking it out, writing it out, cranes in the sky and the, the entire thing it out. Like, no, sometimes I need to put my hands on you. <laughs> and depending upon like what you're into, there's only certain particular types of settings. You can actually get that shit off. And sex becomes very aggressive for me sometimes. Like, it can be very aggressive. It can be fun. But like you can, and there's no other space. And then this fucking 
place of the face of the planet where you gonna sun me? None. This bedroom, you might stand a chance. <laughs> Actually, I hope you do. So for me, it's a check. Like, all right. So I say all that to say this. I don't always feel as emotionally attached to my partner all the time. Sometimes this shit is just carnal. And I can, you fuck with people that you can trust like that. And sometimes an argument or a a bad day is physical for me, but like, that's me. And again, just communicating and loving people sometimes in their love language. Sometimes that makes sense for you because you get your partner. So I don't know. That's also area growth we're going to give to God. (laughs) But <laughs> yeah, because I'm, you know, what I'm saying I think like you know we have we have fuck buddies. You know what I'm saying? We have people that's like, look, nigga, you look, shorty. When when I hit you, you know what time it is, right? And there's also you know there's growth and everything like that. But I'm just thinking like, have you ever like fallen for a fuck buddy? I've done the reverse where I shoot where I started out, you know, shooting for relationships and then I fit out then we just kinda ended up as fuck buddies. Um but follow for a fuck but I'm trying to think because I'm pretty sure a player's fucked up once but I've definitely I've definitely caught feelings for a play. And it was one of those things before I knew God. So I handled this terribly. But um it was one of those situations where it was like Because I was dealing with a man who, and I think this was one of my first real encounters with dealing with a man who didn't feel the need to dog me in order for me to know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, these are my 20s. So I'm like 24, 25. This was my first experience with, like, a guy who was just like, no, I could treat you nice and kick it with you. And you know what I mean? Like, and it's that still just always be, got me in trouble, though. Like, it could still <laughs> just be cool. No, because, like, I liked you at some point in time, my nigga. Like, it wasn't like, I didn't give any kind of shit about you, but there are certain men, and this is before, like, who make sex feel very transactional. Like, you want a nut? I want a nut. Cool, let's go get one. I may, like, I'll catch you, see when I see you. I'm going to holler at you. I'm going to holler at you. And of course, we take care of each other outside of the bedroom because I don't believe in fucking with people I don't like. I mean, I don't care about. Like, if I'm going to fuck with you like that, of course, throw a boundary around it, but like, you have to be good for something. Like, you can't just be, that's out. You, like, you have to be good for something. I can't just be, bro. I don't, like, literally, aside from the fact that, like, my insurance growing up has always been, like, the shit. My dad knew I was a clumsy bitch. Yeah, I've always been. So, I've always had, like, the best insurance, tow trucks, rental car, whatever the fuck. Like, we've always had, we've, I've always, and honestly, I've had my insurance broker since I was 11. So we've, I've dealt with this. My family has dealt with the same agent for years. So it's not that I even panic when like I catch a flat tire. It's more or less like, okay, I'm about to FaceTime a nigga because I know he's going to stay on the phone because he gives a fuck about me while my tow truck gets here or he'll be on his way. I've had a nigga where like, okay, I'm waiting for my insurance company and sent him my location for safety reasons. And he pulled up on me and just sat there. He was on his way out. Typically, when emergencies happen, you catch people like in the middle of shit. So because because emergencies doesn't have good timing. No one's like you know, at all. Like, like like I think I'm gonna blow my tire out on like a Sunday you know afternoon ish. Like, it's not even. And it, I mean, shit. You didn't have niggas come through, spend a bag, hang out, take me out, all that kind of shit. Whatever the terms of your agreement are. Like you know, what I'm saying like if you want to build friendships, it it's good that you have friendships with some of your fuck buddies. It makes exactly. it less awkward. Like, it's actually cool. But yeah, I had one where it was just like, we were like helping out, helping each other with shit and like growing into things. And like, we've had some really, really shitty times too. Like, we've had some very, various falling outs. It's, you know what I mean? Like, shit just happens because when you're real with somebody, it doesn't always hurt. It doesn't always feel good. Like, keeping it real goes wrong sometimes. And that's what I think some people need to re- recognize too. Like, like just because you kept it real, don't mean that like you're guaranteed to get whatever result that you're able to get. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember. Um, Honesty like, buys you respect. It don't. You know what I'm saying? Don't buy you the happy end of it. You may want like. It doesn't always buy a happy ending, but honesty buys you respect. Because I remember actually, like, um, I, I had to kind of 
be, I had to chalk it with someone because I realized I was falling for beloved in a, in, in a way that like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like it was leading to somewhere that faithfulness, right? And sh- the thing is like, Shorty didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't like I'm cutting her off because she pissed me off. She did any Shorty ain't do nothing wrong. It's just oh, like, yeah. I've definitely, I mean, yeah, I've definitely had to have that conversation. That's you not know, a fun conversation to have. Oh, it's not, fam. I felt like a dickhead, bro. I felt like an absolute dickhead. Because, like, again, Shorty did nothing wrong. It's not even something like I could point you like, nah, baby, you did this and this and this. And this. It's like the only thing that you did wrong is that you're not her. And, like, trying to explain that in a way that doesn't just super, like, Superman punch your ego is hard. And so, but it's also, it's like, I also gain nothing from, from, from stringing you along, making you think you got a chance here when you don't, or trying to unwittingly, or trying to like convince you to be my side piece because I don't want that because I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying, the faithful black man. So it's just like having these conversations and things of that nature hurt. But also, it's like, look, for me, I always try to keep it 100%, you know what I'm saying, with, with anyone I was dealing with. Like, if you if I'm eating and, and 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 you're on the way, or if I'm hungry and you're on the way, like I'm gonna ask if you want some food, cause I was raised to not eat in front of people without asking if they want something. Or if like if you if you down bad and and you need me for some shit, if I'm able to do it for you, I'm gonna do it for you. That don't mean that I'm trying to like make you my girl. I'm trying to treat you with the same level of human decency I would want to be treated with in return. What I learned was, and this is not necessarily an, in, an indictment on them as much as an indictment on the game that the bar was so low that they thought I was like leading them on trying to think I'm trying to make you my girl because I treated you with human decency and strokes. Like, you know what I mean? So I had, so I had to like recalibrate. Am I really leading? You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm just doing things because like, Hey, like I consider you a friend. Like I'm doing, but some of the shit you ask me, I would do the shit for if, if you ask me like, Hey, you want some food? Like, I mean, you want some food real quick? Like, but I just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about yeah. Yeah, trying to I just mean, understand the mindset of the different people that you may come across. I don't, and again, gross, right? Because I didn't always, I didn't, I would, didn't always have to wear with all the notes better. But I had to realize that, and this is, woo shit. Accountability. Well, not even just the accountability of it all, but it was one of those things where I had to realize that, all right, Alex. When I feel when I realized it, it was because like, of course we're both dating because the, but we and of course we would share horror stories because they're fun, right? And I realized that he told a story because he took a shorty to a spot that me and him would always go to, like it's kind of our thing, and especially because it was when I was and then he told me he's like, yeah, I took such and such here and she really liked it. So like, good looking out like that. I'm glad that we found that spot because we literally stumbled into it. And I was like, oh, shit. So he told me that he took her there and I got a little t- tight in the chest. Yeah, you got you was like, wait, hold, hold the fuck up. Like, oh, my little I was like, oh, he was just like, yeah, she loved it. She even ordered blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my order, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, oh, I said. So, did you recommend it to her? He was like, yeah, I remember you liking it, and I was like, ah, you got the bitch eat my food now. So I'm like, I don't even like food like that. Here you are offering it up. <laughs> I was so. I don't even that. like. I don't even like food like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I am mad as a bitch. And I'm pissed off because he has every right to do what the fuck he doing. I just don't like it. That that be like, man, like. You, so then I like, had to realize. I said, "All right, all right, bitch, okay." Because the uh, the biggest lesson I learned, especially in this past year, was keep it player. And this is before I knew that shit. This is I'm telling you, this is a horror horror story. So instead of like just saying it with my fucking chest, I played games. Game games, get in game game game. If you if you think of it, I probably did it, tried it, thought about it. One of the three. Yeah, cause I was pissed. I was pissed, and I want. And the only thing that I was really mad at was the fact I just wanted his attention. I wanted you to look at me the way that you looked at her, and I knew that given the nature of our relationship, you never would. 
because we started off foul. <laughs> ooh, and... ooh, I have an. Ex- I, I think I told my story about how me and somebody started off foul, and they wanted and they wanted me to like trust them, and I'm like, no, <laughs> mm, I will never. And it was crazy is that I was foolish enough at the time to believe that. It would never happen to me. And then he's telling me stories because they ended up, of course, they ended up being together. And then he's running back. He's still running me his horror story. Because I'm still, obviously, nothing's changed on my part. But like, so I'm still running in mine. But I'm actually in my feelings and I'm not saying that shit. So he, one day, everything came to blows because, I, of course, I saw you out in the function. I didn't speak. And um, and he's like, well, what, what the fuck is He's that? like, what the fuck was that? And of course, we ended up talking about it later. And I'm like, he was like, bro, did I do something wrong? And then and I, pff, me being drunk and emotional, it was just like, yeah, this is what the fuck you did. Da, da, da. He's like, Alex, I didn't know you felt that way. I thought we had an understanding. I was like, which, yeah. Which, is, which, which sounds great at back, so, no. like hindsight. But in the moment, that pissed you the fuck off, didn't Ooh, it? <laughs> so oh, then I started naming all like the like, okay, this is what a nice guy likes treatment. A nice guy is actually like treatment. I started naming all those things and I just assumed. And he was just like, Alex. And then, then he said it. He said it straight. I'm standing in the middle of the fucking street. And he says, Alex, you've never been treated like this before? And when I tell you, I... <laughs> Listen, I think you need to let it go. Just another love, TKO. When I tell you, you could have literally knocked me over with a feather. And he was just like, let me walk you to your car. Because I, there was nothing else to say. There was nothing else to say. And you want to know what I did, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls listening at home? I became a bigger whore. <laughs> I didn't learn shit. <laughs> I didn't learn a motherfucking thing. I didn't learn shit. I wasn't ready to receive that. I wasn't ready to believe that, like, okay. Because, like, that's, see, see, that's that type of line that it hits you hard in the moment, but then, when, then like, when you really sit, sit and think about it, like, after the fact, you be like, I ain't oh. learned a goddamn thing. I didn't learn a goddamn thing. And the, the funny part about that is I'm glad I didn't learn it then. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you wouldn't have appre- you wouldn't have appreciated it. No, nigga, I had a blast. <laughs> but, hear, but hear me, hear, 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 hear me, hear me, hear me well, right? No, like, nigga, like no, cause, yeah, because hear me, hear me well, because like if you, I, I truly believe that some, we need the experiences that we gain in order to like really get to where we need to Mary, go. I have done some fun shit just because i happen to be at the right place at the right time and i said the right thing out of my mouth and baby it has been fun like i told y'all last week when i watched zola i was like no i can't compare i cannot compare but it was very reminiscent of some of the wild ass shit i got into just because like i was young dumb and ready to go like all right, cool. I've always been a mover and shaker. I've always been up. I've always been around. I've always been traveling. I've always done all that shit. And like, honestly, that's, I had a blast. Top notch shit. Fun shit. Like maybe, and I think, and no, do I think whole phases are for everybody? No. Absolutely but, not. No, because some, some people are just not built for that. And, and honestly, it's okay. it's okay if you're not. That's cool. But like experiencing excuse me experiencing experiences for the fuck of having an experience is some fun shit that's some fun shit just saying i did it there's some consequences repercussions because everything has a consequence and a repercussion but like and that's the accountability piece and that's the growth and that's the lesson and that's the thing that develops us into these fucking seemingly functioning adults like we trying shit like, I really wonder, like, when we, I, I wonder if I'll ever get to a place with my parents where I can actually ask them, like, when was your, I'm going to, re- an actualized, realized adult moment? When did you realize that you got it for real? And if you tell me that that moment never comes, I'll probably won't survive it. But, like, 
I know that there's a point, especially for my mom. Um, my mom actually like she had me at twenty eight, twenty nine. So, mm-hmm. like, I've outpaced my mom kids wise. My mom turned thirty before them thing, and she did the best that she could. She did. She did the best. My mama did the best. She was the best. We went through our shit because have you met me? And then my mom's birthday is four days after mine. Mm. So yeah, we was gonna bump heads. We still do to this day. To this day, me and my mom are both cut from the same stubborn ass. All right, all right, car. Like heard you, heard you. And I mean, when you got to parent your parents, man, something it 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 it, it hurt, man. Because they assume that they know you, and it's that assumption that keeps you from actually getting to know me. Like like. Nah, man, what? No, I'm not going to sit here and say that. And as a parent, as a parent, right? I know there is some shit that I do not want to know what the fuck kiddo is up to. I do not want to know. I'll freak the fuck out. Freak the fuck out. Nope. As a parent, I know for a fact that my son is going to bring to me what I need. Nothing more, nothing less. Pray to God. Please, nothing more, nothing less. But I pray that if you find yourself in trouble, that you know that I'm on the goddamn way. Don't play yourself. I'm going to have a lot to say because I have a lot to say about a lot of shit, especially when I'm being inconvenient. So get over it. But not be there? Hell no, that's not an option. Crazy as hell. <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? This started off with me telling, saying I went to Las Vegas, and we just went. Sorry. We've been no, going. It's, it's okay, because, you know, sometimes you got to let the beat rock, and you got to let it roll. You know what I'm saying? You got to let it, you got to let the, the, the conversation move where it wants to go instead of forcing it someplace. So, so I'm okay. glad we were able to get that off. Good, good. Well, you know what? Let's go. You ready to go ahead and hit the shit, friend? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's get to chopping the sable before Not I- that we haven't even started the episode. I am <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I, mean? I will say this: so you are right, man. You only need two to three days max at Vegas, because and it, like first and foremost, I hate flying. I need to make, I need to just make enough money where I can afford to fly first class wherever I go, because my six foot five ass be trying to pretzel myself into these plane seats. It is not an, it's not an enjoyable thing, you know. New so, devils, new devils. You know, but you so so, but it was a it was a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? We was we was you know we hit hit the thing. You know what the crazy thing is? You know how this supply chain and labor shortage is really real. Mm-hmm. So Saturday night was our big like party night, right? We went to Dre's, we saw Big Sean, saw Four Two Duck, all of that. And like Vegas gonna keep you out late because the fucking performer don't even come to the function until two thirty. Right. Baby, I swear to God, French Montana didn't pop his champagne until fucking like he didn't even open his bottle of champagne until three a.m. I was exhausted. You feel me? And you just but but and also you, Vegas is, is weird because you also got to get there early because the later you get there, if you don't have a section, you know what I'm saying? Like the more chance some they're gonna try to wax you. Even the, even when you have the section, they need they tell you to get there by eleven thirty. So you, if you get there at the latest at eleven thirty, the nigga don't come. The nigga that you came to see don't come on to two thirty. You're over here like yeah, I, damn. And so, so by the time we get back to the hotel, it's like, you know what I'm saying, four, four something, five something in the morning. Do you know that I couldn't find anything in Vegas that was open at four something in the morning? Oh, yeah, I believe you. Because I was like, I was like, fam, because the casinos are open till six. What do you mean all the food spots are shut down? I was so hurt. Woke up with a nasty hangover that next day because we were drinking fucking Hennessy like some niggers. <laughs> Just, oh boy. But anyway, let's get to chopping this table. Let's get to chopping this table up. Alrighty. So, you know, I we have to send our condolences out to Nick Cannon. Um, we have actually learned as of today <sighs> that his son, his youngest son passed. So he had a rare brain cancer condition and he had pretty much was fighting for his whole little life and unfortunately Nick Cannon had to um get he he lost his son. And I, that I, mm, ooh 
I don't want to go there because I can't. I literally can't fathom. You want to talk about Floyd? Listen, it it upsets the natural circle of life. Right. I think we can. I think in the most benign way we can say that it it upsets the natural circle of life. Like they they try to prepare us to bury their parents, bury our parents, right? right. Like. Like if everything goes according to where it's supposed to go, I one day am going to have to bury my mother, right? Am I going to be on the floor? Absolutely. But they they tell you like even your parents will sometimes start to like you know when I'm no longer here and and, and the African American urge to say what the fuck are you talking about? You not don't don't do that, right? But there's no they don't ever prepare you to lose to bury your child to give your child's eulogy, especially if the child is as young as the cannons child was which i think he was like only a couple months old so it's like it, you 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 it's it, again hard to fathom and it's harder to even witness and, and like him tr- having the strength to kind of share that with us because again going back to last week he does not owe y'all to share that right like right. he chose to to you know for his own sake and probably to try to you know for everyone who suffered this to understand that like they're not alone but he does not owe y'all that and in the video, I watched all nine minutes of it, like, breaking down multiple times, which is to be expected. So it's just like, prayers up to Nick Cannon and his family, you know what I mean? Like, we make jokes about Nick Cannon, obviously, and I'm not going to take back all the jokes, but, like, this is, real, this is real shit. And for everything that we say about Nick Cannon, the one thing that I think we always say is, like, he he do his best to try to be there for the people that he cares about and the people that he considers family. Um, I remember remember a story that Kal- that Kalani told, right? Where Nick Cannon like saved her life, like multiple times, like helped her, right. you know, get get an apartment when she was homeless, try to steer her away from like the drug, the life of like drugs and alcohol as a teenager, where she was headed to, because he recognized like the talent and the ability and just like the good natured person that Kalani was. Nick Cannon did that, right? So like, and. Even when Wildin' Out was, you know what I'm saying, was canceled because of because of his anti-Semitic comments, everyone that Nick worked with came out in support of him. Every single one to a person. And that's rare. Right? right? You you could throw a stone throw in the ocean and find somebody who can come who can come, you know what I'm saying, talk against somebody, but no one did that for Nick. And that showed me like, yo, like everybody who he does business with or he is in part of his family. He he steps up for them, so I gotta give him his condolences and his props. But Nick, you know what I'm saying? We praying for Nick. We praying for the for the, for the mother. We praying for the whole family, man, because that's that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. So we praying for him for sure. Absolutely, our prayers and our thoughts are with Nick Cannon. I ooh, yes. Um. So, Calvin, would you like to explain the sport? Yes, I will. So, we are currently in. The college football silly season, right? Like it's it's the off season for a lot of teams. One team it's not the off season for is the UC University of Cincinnati Bearcats, um, who has gone undefeated for the second straight regular season, and who has earned a berth in the college football playoff. This now this is important for a couple reasons. First is it's a team from the crib who's making it to the the, the highest heights. That it can go. So, you know, we always going to show love to the crib. You know what I mean? Right. Secondly, Cincinnati is what they call a group of five team. So you have your, 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 your top tier teams with your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your Clemsons, your Georgias, like who are in these conferences that are like called the power five. Right. So pretty much um, if you think about it, like in music, right. You have your Beyonce's, you have your Mariah Carey's, you have your, like your, you know, your Whitney Houston's, like you have your top tier divas. And then you have like lower, not lower tiers as far as talent, but lower tier as far as like not everyone knows them as much. They don't have the same level of cachet, right? So Cincinnati is a group of five teams. So that lower, lower tier, right? Think varsity, junior varsity, right? Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is the first group of five team to ever make it to the, the, the college football playoff since its existence. And so it's been, so it's technically the first group of five teams that have a chance to win a national championship in 
decades. So this is a, this is a very big deal. Now they play Alabama in, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, so they are they are currently a two touchdown underdog, which is to be expected. But you hate to say you hate to talk about the moral victories, but this is something that's super crazy. Like they made it, so you know what I'm saying. Before I get into my little rant, shout mm-hmm. out to the UC Bearcats. Shout out to shout Cincinnati out Bearcats. Shout out to UC Bearcats. I was actually excited when I saw that game. Uh, I don't appreciate that we had to sacrifice Ohio State for y'all niggas to win, but shout out to the UC Bearcats. Um, but what I wanted... <laughs> I have what, my thoughts, but I'm letting but, you go. But what I wanted to talk about, so college football has the transfer portal and has NIL money. So NIL basically allows players to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. So like endorsements, autographs, shit like that. They right. still don't get paid by the university how i think they should but outsiders can now pay them they also because of covid and because a couple other things have allowed players to transfer one time immediately without losing eligibility because beforehand if you switch schools you had to sit out that next year unless it was like some waiver you know, like your family, your mom had gotten sick, some some extenuating circumstance. Mm-hmm. You had to sit out of here. They got rid of that rule. So it's kind of like college football free agency, right? And I see a lot of players, you know, people talk down on the players for transferring, like, you need to stick to your to your school. Like, you signed up to play for that school. You need to stick to it. But at the same time, these coaches, like Lincoln Riley, left Oklahoma for USC. So that's like leaving... That's like leaving Meg Bastallion for like Halle Berry. That's you're funny. leaving you're leaving one bad bitch for another bad bitch. But the but but the bad bitch you're leaving for got a little more prestige and history on her side, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Halle Berry been on the scene. Halle Berry been a bad bitch since like 1997, if not earlier. Um, but he left like right before the new recruits came in. So he left, and not only did he leave, he took like four or five recruits with him. So imagine if, you know what I'm saying, you leave Megan for, you know what I'm saying, Halle Berry, but you take her producer, uh, Ju- uh, Lil Juju on the beat. You take, um, <laughs> you know, you take like her, 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 her record deal. Like you take a couple shit with her right. and then go over there too. Like left, left Oklahoma down bad, right? Um, the same thing happened with Brian Kelly, which is again, for all my UC Cincinnati Sports fan, it's always been fuck Brian Kelly. He did the same with Notre Dame. So Notre Dame, when he left Notre Dame, Notre Dame had a reasonable chance to make the college football playoff. They needed like UC to lose and like a one more person, one more team to lose, and they would have been in. So he left. So that's like leaving somebody at the altar, right? That's like doing what um Whitley did to Byron when Dwayne said, "Baby, please, baby, please." Gotcha. That's leaving them at the altar to go to LSU. So, but, and so these same people who don't mind when these colleges are, these colleges who are cutting funding for every department and blaming the pandemic have $95 million to hand to football coaches. They don't mind when that lack of loyalty is shown, but when a player transfers because he wants to get a better opportunity somewhere else, they talk all this shit. It's misguided. And it's honest, it's, 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 it, it comes back to capitalism because capitalism at its core is, how do we how do we make sure that the people making our product makes as little money as possible in order for us to increase our profit? And so I just you know what I'm saying I for all of those who are like man it's crazy like because Ohio State has some a couple people transfer out you know whatever case may be it's like nah fuck that if you if you're not having the same energy for all of these coaches who who and it's different because this is college recruiting so you got to go in like kids' homes and talk to their parents and you're telling your pa- their parents like we're gonna make sure. We take care of uh, uh, Johnny. We're going to make sure we take care of Marcus. And then literally as you're leaving, the, the report comes out that like, oh, yeah, by the way, the person who just recruited you to Oklahoma is now at USC. So it's just, it's just the lack, there's misguided loyalty. And there's misguided like sense of like entitlement that comes when, we, when we're talking about young, majority black, you know what I'm saying, boys and their abilities. But I, I just had to speak on that a little bit. It's, it's, it's real nasty work out here. Now, you know, I don't know shit about what you're talking about, but you sounded passionate. So basically, it'd be like, it'd be like if once you signed a record deal, you had to stay in that record deal, but executives could like 
trade artists and trade record companies at will, right? Like if 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 if, if, if Chloe and Haley, they signed to Beyonce, right? Say that's like a super ironclad contract. You can't get out of that shit for, for whatever reason. But Beyonce can then go and, you know, go to a whole nother record company and try to find the next Chloe and Haley with no repercussion. Or, 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 could, or could drop Chloe and Haley from the label and not, not have to pay a dime. But Chloe and Haley is signed up. Like, it's, uh, college recruiting is a lot like the music industry. It's you, okay. You have a lot. You have a lot of like big label execs who hold all the power, and then you have the the young, sometimes impressionable, super talented workforce sign these contracts that are like three hundred and sixty deals, and exactly. it take and it, it take a certain level of finesse and a good lawyer to try to get out of them if you if you're not happy, right? So so if I could explain it in a way, college recruiting is a lot like the music industry, right? Except like. It's a, it, instead of Grammys, it's you know football and, and basketball. That makes sense. Now that shit, yeah, you got to break it down just like that. But um, so I have a hot take. Oh Lord Jesus! Oh Lord. Please don't grill me in these comments. But Tyler LaPlay is not as wrong as you think he is. Okay, so explain to me who this man is and why is he wrong? So, y'all know Diamond from, um, oh my God, Diamond from the Pank, <laughs> from P-Valley. What else? He's been, in, he's been in the have and have nots. Tyler LaPlay has done a, a, a couple, he's done a couple things that, you know, I'm too high to think about right now, right? Because weed is smacking me back. <laughs> but, um, he is... Now with, no, excuse me, married to Lyra Galore. Married? Or together. They're together. She's got like this big ass tie. I don't know. I heard that they were married. I heard they were, I know that they're right now. They're in the item. They're together. And at first they were parading each other around social media, doing freaky shit in the club, like all types of shit. I love it. I love a good, I love it. I kind of live for that kind of head assery. (laughs) Like that's my favorite kind of head assery. Favorite kind. I, I like situational. Like, Acting an yeah. ass with my nigga in the club is top tier. What the fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? I wear my most skank shit when I'm with my man. <laughs> I wear some skanky ass shit when I'm with my nigga. I swear to God I do. And it's my favorite because where else am I gonna get away with this? And who gonna check me? Who gonna check, man? Listen, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. So yes, all right. So let me explain. Tyler the play now. The reason why people were calling like foul on this and being like, bro, like that nigga's fucked up because he is. This is fucked up, right? Hear me say that he has two children, one of which is a nine month old, and he has a fiance, like or wife or somebody he's clearly obligated to. Y'all got two kids together. And he left her and to be with Lyra, essentially. And leaving anybody postpartum is foul. Like, my nigga, you fresh out the coochie. Question. What, like, this? I mean this, like, in the most sincere terms. How long after birth is, is it considered postpartum? I don't, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, there are women who I, I honestly, to be real with you, that's a Googleable question. I don't know, but I okay. know women like, but postpartum depression is depression, so that's very hard to measure. Like postpartum is typically after birth. Shit, technically, kiddo fucking half past a grown ass man right now. That's technically still postpartum. Oh, so it's a, it's a, is it a term? More I mean, postpartum depression. Excuse me. I think okay. like because it is a form of depression. So measuring that, like how long is postpartum to be considered, I don't know. But I know that the lasting effects of of going through depression are there. So I don't know how that's measured. That's way above my pay grade. So um, long story short, but after you have a newborn baby, there's a lot of healing that has to take place. There's a lot of time that you have to give your body, especially like your physical being, especially. But yeah, that mental space is not the same. You just pushed out not one, but two humans who rely on like 
I can go into it. I'd rather not, right? So leaving her while she's like that or needing that kind of support, like, it's foul. You don't do that to nobody. Nobody should have to go through figuring out how to manage both. That's a lot. And dating a nigga with a newborn, I don't give a fuck what the circumstances are. No. How does he have time to be committed to all of that? He does not. And nine times out of ten, niggas are going to go, not intentionally, but there's a very big difference in the time spent. And Insecure touches on that very well, if you've seen the episode. Like, there's a very big significance. Very big. So, you, I just don't, that's not a situation where she should be alone. At all. No. And the reason why I say Tyler's not, what he's not, he's wrong for that. Let me say, you're dead ass wrong for that. Where he's not wrong. And this is where I think more women should actually participate in. That nigger was going to leave whether he stayed. And say, 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 yeah, say, say what, yeah, explain that a little bit more. That nigger was going to leave whether he stayed. And when I mean leave, he's going to start getting mean. Because that's what niggas do when they resent you. They may still love you. They may still care. They may still even appreciate the fact that... You brought his children into this world. Like, there are some niggas who are just not shit, but good dads. Like, I've seen that. So, however, the relationship, the romance, the way he handles you, the way he treats you, hell, the way he talks to you is getting ready to get real fucking foul. And he gonna let some shit slip and let some disrespect rock that wouldn't have existed had that nigga decided what the fuck he wanted to do. Because just because you change your mind does not give you a right to start being disrespectful. But niggas don't fathom that concept. At all. That's a very, like, 301 class. The emotional maturity you get the fuck up through in the relationship. Like, I don't like these grandiose reasons as to break up with somebody. Hey, I don't want to be here anymore. It is a, it's, it's, it's a low reason. You're going to have to give some context, my nigga. Show your work. Because I, I, remember, I remember when, and, and this is not the, fully the same context, but we've, we gave Cameron a lot of shit because when he asked why he broke up with, with uh, so-and-so, he was like, I'm not having fun anymore. They don't have no fucking kids together either. They can literally just say, my nigga, they're not, they were not married. They were not. Well, to, I just remember, I remember we gave Cam a lot of shit because it was like, we didn't. Oh, who is we? Because I agree with the, the, the society at large. For the exact same reasons why I just said this, I'm going to stand by that. I would rather a nigga decide that he don't want to be with me. Let me know so I know how to treat your ass. Women deserve the right to choose their boundaries with you knowing all the fucking facts. Don't nobody want to be at the, at, at my, at, at the point that I'm at in my life. Do I desire companionship? Do I want a relationship? Do I want all those beautiful, beautiful things that come with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But do I desire, do I desire to be that for a nigga who don't fucking want me now? Nah. Nobody has time for that. Nobody has time to keep showing up for people or showing up for a nigga who's not showing up. He, and because he don't want you to. It sucks, but I would definitely rather him have gotten up through so that woman would only have to heal from, like, not being treated fairly. Because they didn't say that he left her destitute or dry or broke or begging or not taking care of his kids. They just said he left her. So we don't know, like, how good of a dad he's being. Or, you know what I mean? Or how well he's taking care of her or supporting her postpartum. We don't know what those agreements are. So I, I and of course, territory I don't want to chart into. But like, it's shitty that she, it's shitty that she has to heal and, and take care of a newborn inside of a relationship or under circumstances she may not have created. Because when a nigga changes his mind, it's typically ain't got shit to do with you. So that aspect of shit sucks. But as long as he's showing up and doing what the fuck she's got to do, bitch, I would be drying my fucking tears with a fresh alimony statement sprinkled with child support. These, these niggas don't give a fuck about hurting your goddamn feelings, especially when they feel like theirs are in jeopardy. 
Hell nah. The one thing I will always admire men is the same thing I resent you niggas for day after day. Y'all gonna be selfish. It's in your nature. I don't even get mad when niggas do selfish shit at this point. We figure out a boundary, navigate it, and if it's just too far gone, I'm gonna cut your ass off. The days of hell hold hand, excuse me, holding hands for these niggas because they lack emotional accountability is pretty much done on this side of town. We too grown. So if that nigga wants to go experience how grass is greener, and if he's truly happy, then I pray that he's still at least showing up as a parent and not being a dick about anything else. Because, nigga, you, you're having your way. So Tyler's dead ass wrong, but he's not as wrong as we think he is. I would rather a nigga get the fuck out the way before he does some dumb ass shit. And now you crying over two things, being cheated on, lied to, and postpartum. Because he was going to fuck. And the crazy thing is that whether he stayed in that home or, or left with Lear, he was going to fuck Lear either way. Because niggas. Nehemiah, I almost said something a little unsavory about Lyra Galore, and I'm, I'm working on being a better person. So she ain't got nothing that. to do with that. Now, and, and that's just me speaking honestly. She ain't got nothing, even if she knew what the, Honestly, because here, here, that's, like that's like saying Alicia Keys didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what the fuck going on, bitch. You ain't that dumb. And he too famous for you not to know what the fuck no, going I wasn't on. Saying that, I wasn't saying nothing about that particular situation. I think Lear just... She has a habit of finding herself in that in messy ass situations. I just remember, I remember uh, Meek Mill and Rick Ross and Drake at some point. Like, I just remember a lot of like she just. It, I don't know. She just is like a magnet, and she just is like a, a finds herself in like you know interesting men shit. I'm the situations. And she, you gonna call her? Listen, ho gonna be ho, so you couldn't blame Tammy. And we wouldn't know that these women is hoes if niggas weren't so fucking loose-lipped. And I'm going to stand by that one to the day I die. The majority of rumors that I hear about women have come from men. So, it's... Mm, if them niggas wasn't pillow talking about the same pussy, they would never know that she was fucking them. It's their fault. Well, that's niggas. Me and meanwhile, that weed is currently having you in a headlock. A vice grip, and God continues to be in the blessed business. Um. So, Calvin, you got a hot take? Well, no, we discussed your hot take. Yeah, we just we, we discussed the hot take, and I we have did. to say it, say it one more time. There's a time and place for titties. If you do not remember anything else from this here podcast recording episode, remember that there is a time and a place for titties, and generally. If you feel like generally your titties, titties work like this is gonna sound fucked up. I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> but follow me. How we got back to titties is beyond me. But go ahead, friend. Titties are like hot sauce. Hmm. Because hot, <laughs> hot sauce makes a lot of things better, but but rational people don't just eat hot sauce by itself, right? The same can be said for titties. Like titties, when they're attached to a good person, a, 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 a loving individual, you know what I'm saying? Someone who's really a, a, a good individual, great. Makes everything better. But titties with no accountability is like me drinking a cup of hot sauce. That shit's gross. Titties with no accountability is like hot sauce. It's like... It's like hot sauce without anything to put it on. Just, just drinking a shot of hot sauce like you're on hot ones. No. I'm weak, Calvin. And you know, and you know why? Because you know how you look at that? Because you realize that I low-key made sense. All right. I'm going to end this on a positive note. <laughs> I said what I said. Damn it. You know, to keep it on, to keep it very much so on theme for this episode, my positive note for the week is going to be keep it a buck with your sluts. It is that time of year where you're going to start seeing a lot of announcements. I can't wait to see who's getting married, who's engaged. 
I genuinely can't wait to say who's got the babies on the way. Like I love, honestly, I like the Christmas announcement reveals. I love it because it the, makes the, Christmas. The, the, ma- the, ma- the matching PJ. Like, ooh, yeah, like, oh yes, y'all are cute. There were a couple people that popped out as couples recently. I was like, yes, that's cute as fuck. You know what I mean? And I love it. But with that being said, keep it a buck with your sluts so that they don't get their fifis hurt when the inevitable happens and y'all decide to post up as official whistle official and you didn't tell your other hoes what the fuck was going on and now them bitches are sending shots. Yeah. Ladies, y'all too. You know this. You know. You know this is that time. This y'all nigga know. been cashing you out for the past four and a half months and you about to post another nigga on Christmas. You know, it's coming. You need is keep it a buck with your sluts. And honestly, keep it a player is not lying. It's being careful how you deliver your truth. Because you don't have to, you could keep it a buck. Whatever that means. I am not condoning bad behavior. I am exactly. telling you. We are, to keep it a buck. we at the Shoot Your Shot podcast are not condoning anything that will get you in trouble with your job or significant other. Because if you get jammed up, do not mention our names. Hallelujah. But what? But sometimes, like, again, especially in 2021, the bar is so low. The bar is in the seventh circle of hell. If you are just honest with whatever situation you got going on, it's not 100% likelihood, but you may still be able to finesse that and to get what you want to. Like, <laughs> if you just honest, if you like, hey, this is what I got going on right now. Um, so so this is all this is all I have a capacity for. You go get some no's, but you go get some yeses too. And them yeses gonna slap. They are, but like Especially because they're gonna slap knowing that they signed up for whatever your situation is. I think that you are absolutely right. I and again, keep it a buck with your sluts. It's that time of year, y'all. And niggas have been choosing for quite some time. Niggas is like in the pejorative. <laughs> but just keep it a buck. And also, keep it a buck with yourself. Because you know if you're the type of nigga who not want you, like, you got to keep it real, but you ain't ready to let them go. Give them the choice to choose. Sometimes that answer is going to be no. Sometimes it won't be. Play that game if you want to. But tis the season, niggas. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy C Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. Score. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo, about to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo.